Good evening, everyone. This is Soupball from PWPop.com, and boy, do we have a very, very special treat for you tonight. Uh, here. We have the privilege of interviewing not one, but two wrestlers in training, hailing from the world-renowned Chikara Wrestling Factory in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. First, a longtime friend of TWR and PWPop, the man of many names, Zeus, Shark Dad, Ultimo Man Bun, possible ninth incarnation of the Buddha, the suspender-wearing madman, and possibly possibly ZZ from Tough Enough, Mr. Tom Bente. How you doing, buddy? Hey, this is uh, I'm good. This is fun. How, how you guys doing? I'm doing great. Doing great tonight. You excited? Yeah, no, for sure. All right, all right. And introducing a woman who is well-versed in wrestling lineage. As her parents before her, the woman, the myth, the legend in training, the lovely Calypso Sage. How you doing tonight, Callie? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you feeling this evening? Excited? Yeah. All right. That's good, what I like to hear. It's a good <laughs> night. It's a good night. Uh, Tom, by seeing your picture earlier, you had those lovely rainbow suspenders on. How are they feeling good? Keeping your pants up tight? Yeah, for sure. No, I've still got them on. Um, they're real nice. Like... They're pressed up against my chest, and it makes me feel really strong, a lot stronger than I actually am. You look like a lumberjack. I look like a sexy, flamboyant lumberjack, and that's pretty much I like all I want to be. <laughs> Good thing you're wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, for those of you not familiar with the promotion, Chikar is often known as Wrestling Done Right. Can you explain that to us, Tom? Um. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Also for uh, listeners, um, closet champion Kate Nix, she's here too. Hi, it's me, Mrs. The Cobra. I'm here because my kid is on this podcast. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm helicopter momming this situation. <laughs> I apologize for not having an intro for you. I apologize. Oh, no, of course, you didn't. I mean, it's fine. I I don't. It's not about me. It's about them. So. Mm, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot of wrestling is just done to do, it's, it's, a lot of wrestling is built to feed people's egos, and Chikara is really about that, it's meant to put on a show for all fans, and, uh, it's got really a, a continuous story that just kind of, it rewards the fans as opposed to, uh, not rewarding the fans for paying attention longer. Guys, I'm really smart. You're, uh, your words. Yeah, No. Not working today. They picked a, I, one out of They picked a really <laughs> smart guy to interview. Okay. But yeah, that's pretty much like there's there's a lot of wrestling done wrong, and um, there's certainly other places that do wrestling right, but Chikara is one of the one of the places that do it the best. Hmm. Everything I'm seeing from Chikara, I haven't seen a lot of full episodes. I, I actually have their uh, their app on Roku, which I haven't subscribed to. I haven't got a lot uh, listened to a lot of it, but they are. From what I've watched, they're very fun. They're very creative. And that's what I love about independent wrestling is that you can do a lot more things and attempt a lot more things that may not be done in the larger promotions that are more uh, corporate structured. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot more freedom and a lot more uh, free reign as what you can do and um, what's acceptable in certain niches of uh, independent wrestling. Um, independent wrestling is like, it's, when you're so far away from it, it can seem like such a small dot on wrestling's radar, but once you get into it, you realize that there's so many different sects and uh, groups within this weird uh, little theater act. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, all right. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a good time. All right. 
Now, uh, let's see here. Uh, Callie, uh, what was your first introduction to Jakara? How did you get into the whole scene? Is this was Did you start out in Jakara, or did you start out somewhere else? Uh, I started, uh, I was kind of, like, raised on wrestling in general, like, more on uh, WWE-type stuff. Um, and then uh, I trained, like, off and on a couple times uh, since I was 13. And then in... Uh, February of 2013, I went to a Wrestling Is Art show, I think, uh, with one of my best friends, specifically because Chuck Taylor and Colt Cabana were there, and then uh, the opening match for that show was Mike Quackenbush uh, versus Drew Gulak, and that was kind of like my first, like I heard of Chikara, but that was the first time that I saw anybody that was like Chikara based do anything, and like that was just kind of the first... I know, like, I went to that show and, like, Estonian Thunderfrog was there and, like, just all these, like, colorful characters that I didn't even ever think of potentially being in wrestling at all. Like, they were all there and they were so, like, just captivating and, uh, I don't know, just, like, intriguing that I just kept watching it and the more that I watched it, the more that I fell in love with it. And, uh, when I started going to those shows, I was, like, not in a really great spot, like, mentally and, like, just in my life and stuff and that... Uh, Thunderfrog specifically was just, like, really, like, he was so, he's such, like, a happy and just, like, I don't know, like, stress-relieving character that, like, he, like, he was a big part of what got me about Takara and Takara itself just, like, I don't know, it was, like, a really, it was a really bright light and a really dark time for me, and, uh, I guess, like, the reason that I started wanting to go here before I even knew about, like, the, how important it is on a big scale is just that like i wanted to be that light for somebody else very interesting uh definitely seeing wrestling live is a different experience than uh than watching it on tv or watching it on dvd or the internet um because there's a different atmosphere you get i think it's more electric through the crowd um how would you say how would you say a live experience uh, at a Shikara show compares to any other sh uh, bigger show or any other independent show? Shikara never holds contempt for their audience. Um, and it's, it's, it's always all-inclusive and never, um, it, it never singles you out for, you know, not knowing a thing or, you know, being new or, you know, maybe you're the person who's been to every Shikara show this season or maybe it's your first time and it, it's, it, it brings the same amount of, like, happiness to each person there. Um, it doesn't really, yeah. Like, it's it's a very inclusive and communal experience. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a big family. Like, whether you're, you know, like, whether, like Tom said, like, whether it's your first show or, you you know, it's your 300th show. Like, at this point in my life, it's pretty safe to say that, like, almost everyone that I know, like, everyone that I'm close to, at least, for the most part, I'm friends with because of wrestling in general, but, like, the ones that I'm closest to, I'm definitely close to because of Chikara. It's the same for me as well. Um, Tom, you can you can add to that as well, is that uh, the people that have been active in uh, TWR and PW Pop have been around pretty much since the beginning. I mean, that's where I met you and Mark, uh, the Massey brothers, Dan, um, pretty much everybody we met were friends through wrestling. Yeah, wrestling's got this really weird way of bringing people together and in a way that a lot of places don't, and um, like especially in companies like, like you'll you'll find little like fan, fan uh, sections of like different promotions. Like you've got your New Japan Pro Wrestling fans and your WWE fans, but the Chikara fans like there's something really different about that kind of fan because um, it's there's something so accepting and like it's it's just a really big family. Like it's it's bizarre, but it's great. Um, the first time I ever saw or heard of Chikara was several years ago, and it was the, uh, not really infamous, but famous, the, uh, the hand grenade slow motion video, and I think it was the ant colony that did that? Um, it was Chuck Taylor who did it to the, to the ants, yeah. Chuck, that's one of Chuck Taylor's moves, like, he does that quite a bit, um, mm -hmm. and he, doesn't do as much anymore. he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't do it as much anymore, he retired the grenade, because... It's very dangerous. He, yeah. <laughs> it's a dangerous a, uh, ring weapon. He went through some uh, some camps and learned that there's other ways to settle your disputes without grenading your, your opponents. Opponent. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that's like it's just stuff like that. Like it's super out there and it's super weird, but it's also great. Um, like that clip's been on ESPN a few. It was on there recently, I think. Was 
Yeah. Great. But, uh, like, it's just stuff like that that just keeps resurfacing and coming, like, new stuff like that happens all the time at, uh, at Chikara shows. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, Tom, question for you. When did you, uh, can you remember first becoming a wrestling fan? I don't think I had, like, a definitive moment. Um, I think I was just always a wrestling fan. Like, even my first memory is waddling out of my room like a sad baby duck toddler and just turning my head to the TV and seeing these colorful Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy boys with one Lita, and they just ran at the ring. And that's, like, my first memory ever. So it's, like, it's it's a family thing. Like, it's my grandpa's all about it. My mom's all about it. Um, I don't know. I think I've always just been a wrestling fan. Hmm. Uh, same thing for you, uh, Callie. What was your first um, – when did you first become a fan, or when did you first become aware of uh, how big or popular wrestling was becoming – for you? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm like in the same boat as Tom. Um, I was talking to uh, my, my shoot mom uh, back in New Hampshire a couple weeks ago, uh, just about a bunch of stuff, and she was telling me about how um, <clears throat> when I was little, like, right after I learned how to walk, like, my favorite wrestler was always Shawn Michaels, and anytime that his song came on, I would, like, jump up and down on the bed and just yell his name over and over again because I was so excited that he was on the TV. Because, <laughs> like, at, whatever, I was little, like, I didn't understand anything but like Shawn michaels had lots of cut like colorful clothing and he was like coming in on zip lines like that was amazing i was here for it and uh that's not the power of the lord <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i mean that was just kind of it's just kind of always been there for me like it's kind of been my one constant like through my whole life now, tom as long as i've known you you've always talked about becoming a wrestler but how early did you know that you that what you wanted to make that your career or your uh, exclusive passion? Like, I, there was this one moment where it was it was like a Sunday or something, and I had nothing to do, and I had a really weird, deep conversation with my counselor like the week before. He was like, "What do you want to do? Are you going to apply to colleges?" And none of it sounded good to me. And then I got a text from my sister, and um, I, I think I was texting her about I think I was texting her about NXT or something, and. Uh, and she's just like, why don't you do that? And uh, it always, like it never became a thought until I got that text. I'm just like, yeah, why don't I do that? And uh, so I just started looking up schools and um, trying to see how I could get involved in uh, in hurting my body for fans. When I go back to the days of uh, your old YouTube show, Zeus says stuff. <laughs> you never told me about that. That's not that. important. Excuse not me? important. That's not important. Early promos. <laughs> I am looking this up. I think it might Sorry, be Sorry, I'm on that one. No, that's fine. Can I have my phone back? No, no. Absolutely <laughs> I need to, not. I had to delete these videos ASAP, no, Rocky. Fine. Don't worry. Did you ever play? Uh, did you ever play uh, uh, Minecraft with them, the Massey brothers, and them when they were big into that? For like a hot minute, like nothing. I wasn't like all about it. Like I played for a little while and like destroyed everyone's stuff and then just left <laughs> that's really what happened nice nice uh kelly for you when did you uh decide that you wanted to become a wrestler or were you sort of uh born into it with your um i think the term i heard you use was wrestle parents yeah uh so kate no fitty and my wrestle parents um but the i guess the first time that, like i decided to be like that i wanted to be a wrestler um it was my 10th birthday, and I was sitting on the couch with uh, my shoot mom, and I don't remember what we were talking about, but I remember just looking at me, and she was like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was like, I want to be a professional wrestler. And she was kind of like, ha-ha, okay, cool. <laughs> and then uh, three years later, we went to, um, we were going to go, like, we found a flyer for, like, a local independent show. For a um, flyer. It was in New Hampshire, excuse you. Um <laughs> But, uh, so we went to go to this show, and it, like, got rained out, and they were like, yeah, so check the website, and we'll just reschedule the show, and you guys can go. So we went on the website, and they were like, oh, do you want to do this fantasy camp that's, like, $300 or whatever for this one weekend? And I begged my mom all day long, and she was finally like, okay, fine. Like, you have never begged me for anything in your whole life, so let's do this thing and get it out of your system. And that was her first mistake, and here I am. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to stretch out to the person, the, the the handler in the room, if you will. Um, she's a wrestler as well, right? No, I'm 
not. I just make the gear. Cool. Shoot, one of these days we got to get you on and talk about wrestling gear getting made. That would be an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, I've done a couple podcasts about it, but mostly nobody cares as much as I do. Everybody's like, what do you mean there are all these things to know? And I'm like, well, let me talk to you about thread tension on industrial machines. <laughs> what do you mean Ophidian doesn't make all the gear? <laughs> what do you mean? I thought it was magic. I thought he magically did it. He magically could see through three layers of power mesh to understand sewing machines. Well, if you're down sometime, I'd love to interview about it. Yeah, of course. Not this weekend. Not this week. I'm about to of do course. this crazy volunteer event that I always do, but in a Except couple months. Sometime. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Tom, can you, uh, let's get into um, the Chikara Wrestling Factory and basically the history of Chikara. Can you give us basically a, not necessarily a brief rundown, but the, uh, some notes on Chikara history and how it all got started? Man, am I going to embarrass myself right quick. Yeah, this is like a pop quiz for me. I'm going to see how much you get wrong. It's going to be everything. Um, yeah, I, I'm not like... So the thing was, I didn't start getting into super... I didn't start super getting into Chikara. I didn't start getting my super suit uh, until I actually like started looking into schools. And um, like I did, I went a little back... Like I did a little backtracking and I watched like previous shows from now and then. But I don't know the entire like lineage of Chikara. Um <laughs> But I know there's a lot of stuff to learn. It's uh, it's an ever-expanding universe, and things happen constantly. Um, and it's really hard to keep up unless you've been watching for a super, super... It's not hard to keep up. It's hard to know the previous, like, timelines and everything unless you've been watching for, a, like, a hot minute. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, like, it's, not, it's not hard to keep up at all. Yeah. Like, um, you can start watching a show, and, like, it's not... Like, there are a couple things that need explaining every now and then, but, like, it's not, it's not hard to catch on. No. You'll you'll see a thing and be like, oh, that's happening, and then you'll get it. Um, from what I, my notes, I take away from here, I know um, basically the whole independent scene sort of um, spanned when uh, when WCW went out of business in two thousand one, and then right after that in two thousand two, uh, Chikara formed, Ring of Honor formed, TNA formed. So you had this whole explosion of um, independent wrestling. I mean, because that there was nowhere else to go at the time, so um, definitely. Um, I, I know it was say the. See here, I don't have that. No, it was Mike Quackenbush, and there was another guy, but I didn't have his name written down. Forget the Reckless. guy. Yeah, it was the guy. Reckless you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, thank I know tiny amounts. You know that they're they're listening. They're they're quizzing you right now. Every question you miss, they're going to make you do jumping jacks or uh, squats or something. Every trivia question I get wrong, it's 40 squats. All right, let's see here. It's here. All right, so basically, um, from what I can see here, uh, Chikara is a mishmash of styles from all over the world, but the two major styles you guys feature is Lucha Libre and uh, Strong Style, or uh, Puroso, is that you pronounce it? Puroso. Uh, yeah, it's hard to pronounce. Sorry. <laughs> there's, not, there, there's actually like more styles than that. I think that yeah, it's, it's lucha libre, American pro wrestling, British, British. strong style, uh, or Japanese pro wrestling. That's what it is. Yeah. Pro Japanese mm. pro wrestling, and I think that's it. I think it's just those four. I mean, there's like little things from like other martial arts, but as far as like wrestling, it's primarily American wrestling and lucha libre. Th- that's what we're mostly taught. Is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is, like, a lot of the teaching stuff is, like, teaching you guys how to base for Lucha, but with the theatricality of American pro wrestling. Because, like, Lucha Libre, like, Mexican Lucha Libre doesn't have anywhere near the storytelling that American pro wrestling does. Whereas American pro wrestling is primarily about theatricality and storytelling. Lucha Libre is, like, who can do the (laughs) most jumps the fastest? I can do this move. Can you do it faster? Yeah, exactly. You can do it faster. Well... Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. So it's like Lucha Libre moves, but American pro wrestling storylines. Okay. All right. So for what I have here uh, written down, um, basically a who's who of um, independent wrestling and on the major leagues now um, in NXT and big in TNA and all the other big companies, guys have come through like the Briscoes, Brian Danielson. Yes, I didn't use his uh, slave name. That's his actual name. <laughs> I was told specifically to call that, not not use his fake name. Uh, you know, I've Sugar Duncan heard of. Uh, 
some guys from a lot of guys from Lucha Underground, uh, Drago, uh, Brody Lee's there, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, AR Fox, Colt Cabana, CM Punk. Uh, pretty much anybody, anybody has come through, um, come through your company at one point in time. Uh, how many of those guys have you met in particular? Or still, kind of the guys hanging around? Are they coming in and out of the company? Um, I haven't met a ton of them because I, I'm. Oh, Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah, Jimmy. I met Jimmy Jacobs not too long ago. He he stopped by um, to say hi to everyone, which was really that was a really cool moment for me. Um, uh, I met um, Drago and uh, the AAA guys. Um, there's a lot of people that like you pass through and you meet, which is like super cool. Um, uh. Uh, Brian Myers is going to be at Chikara's show on the 7th. You have to be there. The He's going to be there at the 7th, so that's cool. Um, Kurt Hawkins is... Yeah, but I say formerly known as Kurt Hawkins from WWE. Yeah. That would be Major fun. Rhodes. <laughs> and even, like, the, the people that I get to see, like, week in and week out that are my trainers, like, it's still... Like, it's really cool to see them because, you know, I, yeah, two years ago I was watching their YouTube clips on my couch. It's an amazing experience uh, for, from going from being a fan to being a, a wrestler and training to being a wrestler. Um, how did you, each of you go about choosing a school? I mean, how was how was that process? I googled top wrestling schools, <laughs> and that was the extent of my like. I saw there was oh yeah, here's this school in Texas, here's this school uh, in Australia, and here's oh Cesaro, I know you, friend. Click more. And I know your friend. I have seen you on the TV a couple And then I times. just kept digging and digging into this wonderful gold mine of Chikara mm-hmm. until I'm like, this is where I want to be a wrestle. Be a wrestle. This is where I want to be a wrestle, baby, and learn how to do the wrestle things. And I think, Kelly, you mentioned as well that you uh, pretty much went to that fantasy camp for Chikara, and that was, the, that was your exclusive intro to wrestling, uh, training-wise? Um. The the fantasy camp was actually at a different school. Um, I grew up in New Hampshire and didn't move to Philadelphia until uh, September. Um, so I like I don't know. I mean, like I like dabbled in other schools, I guess. Um, but uh, like once I found Chikara in two thousand and thirteen, like that was like pretty much once I went to a couple of their shows and like realized like what they were and like, what they were about and like what they had to offer, like. That was pretty much the moment where I was like, this is what I want to do. Once I, like, cr- called you crying, leaving you a voicemail about how I believed in you. <laughs> you weren't crying. I was crying. Everyone uh, was crying. Everyone was crying. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, there was there was a moment where I was, because uh, when I found Chikara, I was in college. Um, and then, like, that year, I was at a college I didn't want to be at. And I was like, oh, well, next year I'll just change to a different college and, like, switch majors and whatever. And then I found out that, like, the Russell Factory was a thing like that was a place that I could go and that existed and that basically all I had to do was live in Philadelphia and I could do it and um I thought for there was like a solid month where uh I was just trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life and I was like well I can't be a theater major and also be a wrestler (laughs) so I'm gonna just stay at this garbage college that I don't want to be at and then uh eventually I dropped out and I was like well let's move to Philadelphia and here I am. And then uh, I started doing the... I, it actually took me a while after I moved here to start classes. Um, and I just uh, did my first one-on-one with them, which is super cool. It's really fun. Um, but yeah, that's kind of... Like, I just kind of figured out that the Russell Factory is a place that I could go. And then I here I am. Yeah, I think another huge part of it is when I um, I, I somehow, like had my mom drive me from Minnesota to Philadelphia to go meet uh, Mike Quackenbush and, like, see about training here uh, when I was, like, 15. And somehow just, like, how... like, your God, finish high school. He was like, please, sweet Jesus, (laughs) don't quit school to be a wrestler. Finish high school. He was so nice and adamant about, like, just making me a better person. And, like, he wasn't there, like, he didn't want me to push his dream. He wanted, like, to help me out. As opposed to the other way around. And that was just super nice. And, like, I, I could tell he wanted the best for me genuinely. And so, like, why wouldn't you want to go to a place where they genuinely want the best for you? I've heard nothing but uh, nice things about Mike Quackenbush. He's phenomenal. He's a nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's... Yeah. Fuck's great. Pretty 
You guys call him Quack? Hey. Yeah. That's yeah. Doesn't everybody, everybody call yeah, him? Yeah, that's what everybody yeah. called him for the most part. That's what I thought, anyway. Yeah. Mm. I mean, everyone just mirrors what right. um, Let's see here. Um, the trend Explain uh, your guys' first day walking into... Uh, wrestling uh and the chikara wrestler factor what was that experience like were you guys nervous were you guys excited i mean did you guys have to uh, get like a training regimen going like physically before you started uh started wrestling oh boy uh, <laughs> uh, tom used to be a uh, tom used to be a big old boy yeah <laughs> um yeah what happened is uh, i walked in there um Totally knowing that I was just gonna die, um, and I walk in and there's Fire Ant, and he's uh, he was just talking to me. He's like, "So, uh, what's your name and where are you from? All this." He's like, "Cool." And then so everyone else gets there and I shake everyone's hand and uh, and everyone kind of just starts stretching. I'm like, "Oh, I'll I'll uh, I'll be like you, friends." Just and so there I am in my Converse uh, and my basketball shorts and just like totally kind of out of whack, um, and. All of a sudden, they hear fire, and he's like, all right, let's get ready. And everyone just starts doing squats. And uh, my first week there was not a – it was a fun one, but it was a, it was a real, wow, you're not, your body's not going to be the same anymore kind of fun. Hmm. I've seen a picture of you now. I mean, you're in, the, in those bright uh, rainbow suspenders. You're looking pretty buff there, Tom. No, that's a myth. Looking like a regular lumberjack. Yep, I'm just a lumberjack. Lumber, I'm a lumber thumbtack. Looks really heavy logs, but they're pretty rough. Lumber time. He's got his tight little man bun up there, so he's good to go. I'm sorry, what was that? You got your tight little man bun going on up there, so you should be okay. Yeah, no. It's for aerodynamic speed, so I can go around the ring faster. Instead of those floozies with long hair, it slows him down in the ring. I keep a tight bun. You're talking some trash here. Yeah. Uh, same question for you. What was your first uh, your first foray into the ring? What was that like training and be starting to become the process of learning to become a wrestler? Uh, well, the first day I walked into the Wrestle Factory, I was terrified. Um, they uh, every month now, or every couple months, I guess they do like a free um, workshop thing. Um, it's like two hours, I think, or an hour or something like that. Um, and uh, Kate actually signed, like, she didn't really sign me up for it, but she almost signed me up for one. Like, That's right. Yeah, she threatened to sign me up for one less than a week before it started, and I panicked, and I was like, I'm not, I can't do this one, but I will do the next one if you let me not do this one. She was like, all right, but you have to do the next one. So I did, and, um, it was really cool. It was, uh, I forget who even was there. It was Chuck Taylor, Silverant, Ophidian, and... Quack, probably. Um, A plus. There, <laughs> there go our phones. Um, and, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to break your phone. That's fine. Uh, okay. And basically the whole day, I just had, like, super bad anxiety, and I was like, this is going to be awful. Like, I'm going to get there, and I'm going to be, like, I'm not going to be able to do anything that I need to do. And I was just terrified that I wasn't going to be able, like, that I wasn't going to be physically capable of doing all this stuff that we needed to do. And then... I spent the two hours there, and as soon as I got out, um, I texted Kate, and I was basically just like, this is amazing, like, this school doesn't feel like any other school I've ever been to, and, like, I don't know, it's just, it doesn't, like, I've been in and out of other schools before, and this one's definitely, like, the most, I don't know, like, it's, it just feels different, like, it just feels like I'm supposed to be here. Very good, very good. Uh, Tom, explain to me, uh, this is your chance to, uh, plug the Chikara Wrestling Factory. Uh, what it, what makes it so worldwide known and so to get people trained in wrestling the proper way and to teach them the respect for wrestling in general? Oh, I thought, okay. No, that's just casually <laughs> laughing at me in the background. Yeah. I'm not you. laughing. You're Tom. That's I'm laughing at future Tom. This is your chance to uh, plug the Wrestle Factory that I've heard uh, so much no. about. After this answer's over. Oh, no, I just like it because of the trainers. Like, um, and the, the, the students there, like, when you're a student there, you really feel like you're a part of a team. Like, you're doing your own thing. Um, like, you're trying to get better, like, on your own. But if someone's kind of falling behind, like, 
everyone really does their best to, you know, kind of pick up the pieces and put them together. And the trainers, the trainers really do the same. Like they only want the best for you. And, uh, like it's so crazy to see like people you haven't even known for that long that you have so much respect for goes like so out of their way for you. It's, it's bananas. Okay, so here's what they're missing that you need to know. Chicago <laughs> is the first school to do a tiered program, which is they do a, there not only is like the core program where you're like, okay, I want to become a professional wrestler. It's my time. I want to be a performer. And then you pay how, how much the Chicago school is, which I you can find on the website. And you are a permanent like student there who wants to become a pro wrestler, absolutely who wants to go on stage. But they also have this tiered program, which is a 101, 201, and 301 for students that just want to learn the basics or just want to learn like the beginnings of pro wrestling. And the 101 is like 250 bucks. It's seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And you learn the sort of like baby steps of becoming a pro wrestler and find out if it's something you really want to do we have a super high conversion rate from the tiered program over into the core program a lot of times people will come in and be like i don't think i can do this and they two three classes and they're like wait a minute no i want to be a student and become a wrestler i lied i didn't think this was possible so chakara is really going out of their way to make sure anybody from any walk of life any body type any ethnicity any nationality any age feels comfortable not only watching wrestling but also training to become wrestlers and if you want to watch a documentary about a, one of the 101s that quack just taught is his first time um it's going to be his first time being uh, filmed as far as wrestling goes since his injury it's available on chakaratopia.com which you can get for 7.99 a month no it'll be available soon Wow. Ophidian is editing it. He filmed it and is editing it, this documentary about the 101. So he's in it as well as Quack and training, and it goes over, like, the basics, and it's sort of this uh, really awesome documentary that Callie is in, and um, it's really great, and you should watch it. You should go on Chakaratopia, which is, like, God's gift to a Chakara fan. What website is it? It's Chakaratopia.com, but you can also just go to Chakarapro.com and... Click Chakaratopia. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a, it's like basically Chakara Netflix, and the, normally you just get like the shows. You can see every single Chakara show that has ever been recorded on there. But now we're starting to produce original content specifically and exclusively for Chakaratopia as well. Clearly, Kate next has been uh, on podcasts. Before. She's been a student for a really long <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> she has been on podcasts. I have been. Uh, on you just before. sold me on. Uh, you just sold me on the Chakara Wrestling Factor. They're eight plus on that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, honestly, like I am, I have scoliosis and a pinched nerve and like a bunch of stuff wrong with me. And my first interaction with my husband was him attempting to me to teach me to do a backflip over the top rope of a ring and he succeeded. So I knew from before he became a trainer at the factory that he would be great at it. And um, I, every once in a while I go back and forth on doing the 101 because despite my disabilities, I still feel like it's a place that's really welcome for people. Like you don't feel, there's not this like, pressure to succeed it's almost like it's like better to fail because it means there's more to learn still and i think that that environment is really helpful when you're learning physical activities especially something as involved as wrestling and not only does jakara teach like okay yeah you're physically going to learn how to do moves but also you're going to learn how to do moves if you were a gay caveman like they (laughs) they really focus on characterizations and there's an article that Tom was just in recently about Chikara as well, where he talks, they talk about, like, the characterization of wrestling and things like that. And um, I'll make sure that they send you all the links so you can post them in the description on the podcast. Uh, I want to steer away from this, but did you say, uh, did you say gay caveman, by the way? Yes! Okay, so, in... in, That's, in uh, I think that should be Tom Bente's uh, next gimmick, by the way. <laughs> here's the, the thing about... Um, when you first enter a Chikara ring, like when you're before you know who your trainers are, because sometimes the trainers will work unmasked before they know who the kids are there will, or like if there are people that will come in and interview people, but people aren't in masks, it's at training. Um, they'll take turns playing each other as an exercise. So like you'll go up to Frightmare and you'll be saying like Frightmare, why are you acting like Ophidian? And then that you can like switch them around. And it's really cool to watch people play each other as an activity to learn how to characterize themselves and their body better. And Chikara is just so phenomenal at visual storytelling. And it really takes wrestling from like, okay, I'm gonna watch these two dudes pretend to punch each other in the face to like the ants are friends. <laughs> <laughs> like the ants are friends and they're friends. 
friendship means so much, and I care more about their friendship than I do about them DDTing each other off of this pole. <laughs> and Shikara's, uh, yeah. Shikara's real great. Shikara's, Shikara's really great. great. Shikara's place. the only place where friendship can be a, like, it be like a, it's like, it's not a pin. It's like, they were friends, and that was the way <laughs> okay. the match was you know who, You know who's the winner? Everyone. The winner is Us. everyone, because the ants are friends. They're just going to change two out of three falls to, like, two out of three hugs. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that's basically an Ashley Remington match. Yeah, pretty much. Ashley Remington is like, oh, magic. What if he's listening to your podcast? Don't say that, no. It's not. He's not. Good. Don't let him. It's a good. <laughs> oh, I forgot to text you this thing. No, not you, him. I forgot to text him the important Was thing. it a meme? No, it's We're like a real life meme. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about memes? Yeah, like, uh, you guys need like a brony wrestler? I think that'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, there's so many. Now that the New Day has like unicorn gear, like I get so many requests for unicorn and pony themed gear. I just got a, an email recently from a guy who wants my little pony stuff all over his gear. I would, I would love to see pictures of that. That would be uh, incredible to see. <laughs> I'm just happy that it's not uh, frickin' CM Punk gear, because I got asked to make that constantly. I'm so glad that it's something new. Can I just play in black trunks? Can I play in black trunks and kickbacks with can stars I, on can them? I have black and red trunks? <laughs> can I have my name across my butt? Do you do Kurt. tattoos as well? Can I get straight edge right across my belly button? Yeah. Just X, X, X. That's it. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> All right, moving along here, guys. Um, learning, especially, uh, I wouldn't want to call you guys rookies, but you guys are you guys are in training. Probably yeah, rookies. We're, we're babies. Yeah, rookies. don't don't prom. Trying to be respectful. They're, um, they're, they're what we call wrestle babies. We are the wrestle babies. Wrestle babies. I like that. That sounds like a new animated show. Wrestle babies. Rich Chikara Tokyo. Okay, maybe. listen, listen. Here's the thing. Does anybody know any animators? Because I want to make Chikara babies a reality. I want to make a Muppet Babies show that is Chikara yeah, characters. Yeah. I desperately need it, and I haven't found an animator that will do it yet. I'm sorry. I know. If anybody's listening, you know, we're... Someone who animates, please contact me, because this is an amazing project that no one will ever do, because it's probably really expensive, and I have no money! If you're an animator and you want to tweet Kate, go to Twitter and tweet at Tom Bente. <laughs> <laughs> And then we'll give you Kate's Twitter, <laughs> and it'll be perfect. Only once you follow. Okay. No. All right. Uh, quick question here, guys. Um, definitely, since you guys are wrestle babies, or you guys are in process, uh, explain to me the uh, locker room etiquette. I've heard a lot about, uh, you know, there is a totem pole in wrestling, uh, especially starting on the bottom. How does that work for you guys? Um, you pretty much, like, you just treat everyone with respect. That's all it is. You shake everyone's hand. You say hello. You... You be nice. You like everyone. Res- you recognize your friend in the ladder. Yeah, you, you like you're at the. You, you look up at the ladder and you go, "Hey, friends," and they look down at the ladder and go, "Hello, friend," and that's etiquette. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I am a man with word. That was rough. You're never gonna be invited to a podcast again. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> this question for Kelly. Um, like things, things like especially down the bottom. I mean, like things like setting up the ring. Um, you know, like paying your dues, um, just things like that. Does that work the same in Jakarta as it does in other places? Um, I well, to be fair, I'm because of uh, like I'm not in core classes yet. Um, I've just finished my first one on one, so I don't, I don't want to say they don't have the responsibility of uh, a core student, but like I'm not, like the core kids are the ring crew and they are the kids who like, help set things up, and they help with the shows, whereas, like, the the tiered kids, um, because it's not as big of a commitment, because, like, the tiered courses are only seven weeks long, um, so it's just, it's a little different, like, it's, um, the tiered classes are more of, like, a taste of wrestling, rather than, like, the commitment of being a wrestling student, um, so from, I mean, like, from what I've seen, it seems to be about the same, like, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, like, you still, you know, like, you still respect people the same, and you still set things up the same, and you still, you know, like, you have to We care. don't care if you're on shows. Even if you've already debuted, you still set up the ring until you're old, until you're, it's until old, you're old Until you're an old man. Until you're an old man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a um, still on ring crew until, I mean, he drove the truck until he crashed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a snake. He's driving his hard. He's driving his hard with no limbs. Yeah. But yeah, you, you, you just pay dues. Like, you set up the ring, you... You clean bathrooms, you know. It's 
it's just your responsibility. Like, 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 a, like a Japanese dojo type thing like that. You basically do everything that you're told to do. Like you're learning respect for wrestling in general and the people that have been there longer than you. Like yeah, you, you learn how to take care and like nurture and build the the product before you get to like be on it. Well, if I can't trust you to clean the bathroom, how am I going to trust you to hold me up for moves? You know well, what I mean? Well, like. Like if, you, if, you, if I can't, like, like, if you can't be trusted to just respect someone in their day-to-day life, how could you, like, begin to respect them to, like, hold you upside down and shit? Sorry, okay. I'm not supposed to swear. Wow. I don't... Wow. Oh, no, we swear all the time on PW Pop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just keeping it clean today. Oh. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of, like, you know, like, you have to care about the product that you're gonna, I don't know, participate in, you know? Like, you have to... Like, if you don't care enough to, you know, want to keep it clean and make it the best it can be from, you know, the lowest, like, from your, from ground zero, then, like, you know, how can you necessarily be trusted to do the same thing when you're at a higher point in your career? It's it's all about earning trust. Like, you're just given these small tasks until you're trusted, like, till you can prove that you can do bigger tasks, and then it just keeps going. Uh, do you guys say, like, uh... Definitely being on the... Have you guys been doing a lot of traveling uh, from town to town? Are you guys kind of just situated squarely in Pennsylvania right now? Um, I'll, I'll speak more to this. Um, I Like, I live in Philly. Well, I, do you want to talk on it? I don't travel. I'm not a ring crew. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, but... Uh, so when you're a course student, you're kind of like... you. It's mandatory that you become... Like, you go to the shows and... Um, you know, you kind of... You're a ring crew and you pay your dues. Um, but, like, I live in Philly, and when we have shows out of town, like, you know, we all get in a car, five people packed into a Ford-seat car? Four, a four-seat a four, car. A Ford-seat car. <laughs> and uh, you just kind of, you just, like, you bond over it, and you make friends with your with your classmates, and, you know, you suck up the eight-hour drive to North Carolina, where one of you has a concussion, and you just, like, you power through it, and at the end of the day, like, you're closer and you're better for it. Now, if there's not enough room in the car, do they tie? Uh, do they tie the youngest wrestler to the roof or put him in the trunk? Yes. <laughs> Both. <laughs> ideally, ideally, if you can get one on the roof and one on the trunk, like that's that's. Well, the merch I, has to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> they hold it while they're on the roof. Oh the right, roof. they hold it to yeah. the roof. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's how you get it on the roof. Instead of a bungee cord, it's a, a kid. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, let's see here. Um. Definitely, uh, Tom, since I've known you, like I said, you know, you were you were a bigger kid when I knew you, and definitely you've seen a lot more in shape now. How did you uh, come out your diet and changing your entire physique? How did that work out for you, especially yeah, traveling home? Yeah, Tom, how'd that go? <laughs> so I'm not going to be, this is not, uh, I'm not going to be a role model at all, because I did this the complete way you're not supposed to, but when I first got here, I was, like, so wildly out of shape, and, um, like, it was, I didn't know... I wasn't like educated on how to eat right and how to how to do all that, so I basically just stopped eating. Like, just really bad for you. Yeah, no, don't do that. Um, but I essentially just stopped eating, and uh, that like it took its toll on me because I lost a lot of like strength, and uh, there's for sure been times where I wasn't able to like do my best at training because I didn't have any food or like energy in my body. But um, you know, the trainers at the school have been like helping me um, and teaching me like. Ophidian's been a huge help um, teaching me about, like, diet and all that stuff. And um, mostly I'm just eating, like, right now, trying to eat as much chicken and rice as possible. Um, but, like, yeah, just uh, – and also when you're living with your mom, like, it's not a great source of, uh, of food that's usually coming in your way. It's not a great source of learning how to make your own food. Which yeah, is and you don't, you don't learn what about what you need to do. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Mentally, I'm uh, picturing. Uh, I'm to make chicken. That's I'm picturing uh, Tom Bente uh, cutting a uh, cutting a uh, an advertisement for chicken and rice as his cutting character. Cutting up these fools and these chickens. chickens. <laughs> uh, I think you make a joke. It's uh, Tom Bente whiter than the rice. That's yeah. Whiter than, whiter the, rice. than the rice. You're not wrong. You're Adding not that to my wrong. Twitter bio now. <laughs> Uh, same for you, Callie. I mean, how did you uh, get into uh, better physical shape? For because uh, definitely wrestling takes its toll on your body, physically and mentally. How do you stay? Uh, how do you stay in shape uh, physically and mentally? 
Uh, I'm first of all, I am terrible at staying in shape. Um, every time I try to go to the gym, I do it for like a couple weeks, and then I inevitably fall off the little wagon doing that. Um, but like me and Thomas started going to the gym together, which is super helpful because we both like he. Uh, I guess he like I don't know. I don't want to say like needed the results more immediately, but like he is you know he's a, a core kid, so like he goes to practice three or four times a week. Um, whereas like, uh, for occasional seven week periods, I will go once a week because that's how tiered classes go. Um, but like, I, like, there are a lot of things that I know, even in the tiered classes, um, like I know what my weaknesses are. Um, so like mostly I try to focus on that, but a lot of it's just kind of like, I did kind of what Tom did for a while. Like it was like, I just kind of didn't eat or I didn't eat often. Um, and uh, like once you start getting into a rhythm of eating, you know, even two times a day compared to once or not at all, it like you can see your energy improve and you can see, especially when you get to, you know, three and four times a day, like you can see how much of a difference it makes and how much easier it is for you to, you know, wake up at a good time and instead of 4 p.m. and then be <laughs> sleepy by 8 p.m. Like, you know, it makes a big difference in what your body is physically capable of doing. Um, and it's, I don't know, like, it's been hard for both of us, but, like, we're starting, we're definitely getting better at it. Yeah, it's a lot of learning of, like, what's good for your body and what's not good for your body and um, ways your body reacts to different things. And, um, yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, like, there was a, when I was, like, not eating to going to eating the three meal like, three meals a day, like, there was a def, like, for a week and a half, I felt like I was going to throw up by, you know, meal, yeah. like, halfway through meal two. There was so much food in your body. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's just a lot of learning and, um... Like you learn, uh, it's it's just learning. It's being a student, student of the game, yeah. student of the game, yeah. aka your body. Yeah. I'm really lucky too that we've got like I know Ophidian has helped me a lot, um, as far as like helping me figure out like what to eat and like how to, I don't know, like how to, or, like rearrange my life kind of to, you know, like what I should be doing and like what, you know, like if I don't have time to do a full thing at the gym or I'm like real stressed out or whatever, like it's He's definitely helped me figure out, like, what needs to be a priority. It's, uh, it's a lot to learn. Definitely it's changing your habits, you're changing your bodies and stuff. It's it's basically learning uh, from learning to crawl to learning to walk, so to speak. Mm-hmm. For sure, For yeah. Sure, yeah. To learning to fly. To learning to wrestle. Or to slither. Yay, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> You're learning to fly over the top rope. Yeah, exactly. I did that recently. All right, guys. We're going to know our last topic, and then I'm going to have you guys, uh, we're going to get out of here. Um, what are your? What are both of your future goals and aspirations for wrestling? Where do you, do you see yourself having a ceiling, or do you see yourself getting uh, to, like, NXT or WWE someday? Do you want to go first? You want to rock paper scissors, want, this guy? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Why do you have an answer? Well, no, I've I've just gone first on most of these guys. Because mm, you're the student. Um, I mean, I like it's a big question. It's a big question to ask. There are definitely things I want to like. At the end of the day, like I would absolutely love to, at some point in my career, be good enough to go to Japan or to go to Mexico or to go anywhere. Like just to travel to like, I want to be good enough at wrestling that like I can do that in different places and just I don't know like just see how other places do it um and like yeah like I would like I want to work a bunch of different places but at the end of the day like you know if it came down to it and I could do nothing else like if I could work for Chikara because they like they have made such a big difference for me in my life that like even if for whatever reason I never made it anywhere else like I think that would be okay like I want to go other places, but, like, I don't know, Jakar just, like, made such a difference for my, like, in my life, and, um, like, just helped me so much that, like, the, I think, like, the overall goal for me is just to, I don't know, kind of do that for other people. Like, if there's one kid someday in the crowd who's, like, wow, everything's really hard right now, and, like, in general, like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, and, like, you know, things just aren't great, and... Like, I don't know, he happens to come across, like, me at a show or me, you know, like, any match that I've ever done. And, like, that becomes, like, a, I don't know, just, like, a 
light, like a spot of joy for that person. Like, I think that would be really cool because, you know, like, I know I've definitely been in that position before where, like, things weren't great and, like, I don't know, like, I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really know, like, what direction to put my life into. And, I mean, there's been people that I've found, like, Thunderfrog and Ophidian stuff that, like, have, I don't know, just, like, helped me when things are really hard. And, like, that means a lot to me. And Chikara's such a, like, such a personal experience. Like, because everyone has great experiences there, and but none of them are the same. Like, you're not going to have the same interaction with anybody that any other fan or anybody else is going to. So... I don't know. I think if, uh, I don't know, like if I could be that, you know, if I could be the equivalent of Thunderfrog to another person, like I think that would be really cool. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, Same question to you, Tom. It's kind of hard because it's such a big, big question. I'm such a young baby. Um, like obviously there's, you know, there's stuff I want to do, like go to Japan and, uh, you know, get all these cool little notches in my belt. Um, is that a phrase? Is that yes, a cool? You got it. Yeah, no, yeah, got it. yeah. Cool. Right. Um, <laughs> but like, it's 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 hard to it's hard to pin down because I'm still learning and I don't know what my ceiling is or you know how far away it is or what my body's capable of doing and and all that jazz. But I mean, like, as a base, you know, this is I'm happy here. Like, this is a good time. Uh, I just like to be able to make a living off of professional wrestling, like whatever that means. As long as I'm in the realm of professional wrestling, making that my living i think that that'd be a dandy it'd be dandy it'd be a dandy oh boy it's great yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right guys we're gonna wrap this up and uh as interview any interview i've ever done uh we're just gonna do a quick question if there is a wrestling heaven what would you uh and you got there what would you say to the uh promoter in the sky what would you like to hear from him <laughs> you want to wrestle New Jack? <laughs> uh, no, New Jack would probably be in wrestling hell. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have a New Jack. Um, I don't know. Like, if I, uh, that's a big question. I didn't come in prepared. Uh, Let, let's let's say uh, let's say uh, Dusty Rose uh, is uh, booking booking the territory in wrestling heaven. What would you like him to say to you? Boy, I follow at Tom Bente on Twitter and Instagram. Nailed it. Oh my very nice, very that's nice. At, nice little promo that's there. at T-O-M-B-E-N-T-E on Twitter and Instagram. At T-O-M-B-E-N-T-E. You, you just look at your own business card to read your own name? I sure did. And you know where you can find that business card? At Tom Bente on Instagram. Oh There's boy. pictures of it. So. Okay. Master of marketing, baby. Um, Bente. You are something. Kelly, <laughs> question you. Uh, I mean, I guess I'd want him to tell me that he oh, follows that. <laughs> uh, so in your version of uh, Wrestling Heaven, it's, uh, it's Miss Elizabeth who's uh, booking the territory. What would you like for her to say to you? Would you make that face at me? Miss Elizabeth was excellent. I agree. I'm, I'm salty that I got Dusty Rhodes and you got Miss Elizabeth. Let's trade. I think it's Zelda from Glow booking the territory and yeah, people ushering up and dressed up in Miss Elizabeth. She's Zelda. She's giving you one of Zelda's zingers. Yes. Here for it. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like it's really cheesy and like, I don't know. It's kind of dumb, but like, I just would like to hear that like I made a difference at all to anybody. Like in any aspect of anything, just that like, Something that I did mattered, and uh, I don't know. I think that'd be really cool. Like at any point, if at any point in my life, or in wrestling heaven, or anywhere else, that if anybody could, <laughs> don't stop talking. Um, <laughs> that like I don't know if anybody could just say that anything that I did mattered, and that like at the end of the day, like it wasn't just like that. It, I guess just that it wasn't just me fulfilling my dream, but that like I inspired somebody else, or that I like helped somebody else get through a tough time, or anything like that. Like. I think it'd be really cool just to hear that I made a difference. And I'll issue the same question to uh, the gal in the back, uh, Cobra, I believe her name was. You, that you, that you. What? Can what I, I do? Cobra? Cobra? What's you, what go to, need? you go to wrestling heaven. I want to go to wrestling heaven. If you go to gear heaven. You go to if spandex if this heaven. Is, if this is, if I live in a spandex yeah, hell, in spandex if heaven. my <laughs> life. If my in life and the afterlife is also 100% wrestling, I will be furious. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I'm assuming in uh, in uh, wrestling spandex hell, you probably wind up on uh, Rick Rude's tights or something, like around his facial and uh, gradual area. That's that heaven. Right. He to That's heaven, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's how, like, I'm not, I, I didn't get into wrestling until I married one. I married one. I married into wrestling. Um, married no, wrestling. I'm really nice. an outsider perspective. Like, uh, the only reason I even like Chikara as much as I do is because it's Chikara. Like, it's, it's impossible not, not like, like Chikara. But if, I guess I, what, the impact that I want to make on pro wrestling is that I would like women to realize that they don't have to wrestle in a fucking bikini and boots to be accepted or not boots or not not even boots yeah like i am i am so tired of wrestling treating women the way that people did in society 45 years ago and i think that it's this this onslaught and this amazing renaissance of female wrestling is just wrestling finally realizing that women are awesome and we can do basically whatever the fuck we want. And I am so proud for my one of my best friends to be in the Jakara 101 and like be doing what she's doing because I'm able to help her be part of the Divas Revolution and be part of women in wrestling and really make a statement as far as like, it doesn't matter what people say you are or what people think you are or if you're a size two or a size 22 like we don't care just go and make awesome theater and beat the shit out of people and like if i can encourage one more girl to do that to do to be their best self and fuck up the patriarchy more than they did before through a piece of spandex then i will be happy very well said. Very well said. Basically, just cut a promo. Very nice. Sorry, Mike Quackenbush. I'm not technically part of your company, so I'm not going to get an email from HR. Well, guys, with that, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, Tom Bante, why don't you just go ahead and plug your Twitter one more time while you're at it? That's at Tom Bante. Trent. Trent. <laughs> you're ruining my marketing. <laughs> At Tom Bente, at T-O-M-B-E-N-T-E. You can find me on the Instagram as well. But if you look it through the Facebook, you just type that name right in, minus the at, at a space between. There I am again. And then you can message me on if you're confused on where to find my Twitter and Instagram, which is at Tom Bente. Wow. And you can also pay for Chikaratopia at Chikaratopia.com. Nice plug. Callie, would you go ahead and plug your Twitter as well? Uh, yeah, my uh, Twitter and also my Instagram are at Ninja. That is at L-E-G-I-N-G-E-R-N-I-N-J-E-R. Uh, and that's really the only place that I do anything important. Um, but you could also buy Chikaratopia. And then when the 101 stuff gets released, you can watch me Go watch uh, do stumble around and Go do my best. Go watch wrestles. I am so glad I didn't have to pronounce your Twitter name because that could have ended disastrously for me if somebody doesn't speak properly. All right. It is like Ginger Ninja because uh, I'm gingery and someday I will be able to move like a normal person <laughs> instead of like a small drunk child. He is a ginger with a soul and a heart. Aww. Cobra, you got anything else to plug for you? What? You got a uh, go to my websites. They'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> Her website is at T-O-M-B-E-N-T-E. Uh, you can find me at uh, Closet Champion on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and my husband is at Ophidian Cobra on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and then if you want to talk about things that aren't wrestling related, basically anything but wrestling, uh, I am on Kate Nick's music uh, for my other stuff. But, like, honestly, like, if you follow either one of these nerds, like, inevitably you'll find my stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, follow mom. She's great. True chains. Very nice. Very nice, guys. Uh, with that, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you very much for joining me, Tom Bente and Callie and Cobra. Uh, if you guys want to check us out on PW Pop, go on Twitter at PWPopcom. You can also follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube. Uh, the Facebook page, the uh, the Facebook page, the fan page, all of our shows, all of our hosts, check us out. Uh, PW Pop is a fun, interactive community where everybody can get along and not be judged. 
because we're all fans, we all love wrestling in our own way, and we're all geeks, and that's what we do. With that, I'm going to wrap it up. This has been Super Bowl for PWPop.com. You guys have a wonderful night. Bye. Bye, guys. Oh, good night. Wow. Hey, bye, guys. <laughs> bye. Yeah, oh, okay.